Hello, hello, and hello. Hello, Israel Adams. Ghost down. <laughs> Nothing going on. Yeah, just hit the live button. Welcome. Thanks for joining me. Um, so much happening right now. So much energy is flowing and moving and lots of not good energy flowing and moving. You might notice. Where are you, Israel? Whereabouts are you? In, you're in this ghost town. We'll see. I didn't tell anyone I was having this party. I just hit the go button. So we'll see how it goes. I'm going to talk today about uh, what it's like. I got inspired. Hey, Josh. Hey, Bobby Starr. <laughs> nice to see you. It's been a while. Um, I just was with a very good old friend. Super lucky I was able to host her and have uh, a little bit of time this morning. And uh, the theme was definitely going through hell. We uh, we, uh, it's funny because I actually don't drink, but we broke open a bottle of nice red wine. So I'm here. Hello, Jen. Nice to see you. And uh, if you can tell, it's my my mermaid glass. I don't I don't buy mermaid paraphernalia, paraphernalia but people send it to me. So here it is. <laughs> Cheers to going through hell because it's hell out there. There's a lot going on. Bobby, I know you went through yeah, I went through some awful stuff. I hope you got to the other side of that and uh, feel better about the world. It's pretty easy to decide that things are not good out there and just to not go. And I was really reminded this morning about when you get into that place of of hell, it's pretty easy to get stuck in that door. And that's, you know, if I jump right to the punchline, it is a door. Hell is a door. And it's the door that if it didn't show up, I think we would never go through it because it's just so compelling. It's so intense and you can't easily look away from it. You can't drink it away. You can't smoke it away. Bobby said, survivor. Good for you. That's amazing. I'm so happy to hear that. That's so good. It's what's calling us. So, you know, the more intense it gets, the more we're called upon and it's going to go one of two ways. You're either going to let hell move you to go through it, or you're going to see hell and you're going to go like, Nope, not going there. I'm going to, I'm not going to do it. I'm at all costs going to avoid it. I'm going to try to prevent it. Make sure that everything I do is uh, going to make sure hell doesn't come my way. And thank you, Huckleberry Finney. <laughs> I love your name. He says, I'm such a warrior woman. I'm going to put that up. So thanks. I appreciate that. It's not something that I exactly wanted in my life, but that's very typical of purpose. It's something that you don't want and you feel like it's just coming through you and you have to do it. So both of those places are very stuck. If you are stuck in hell or you're trying to avoid hell, it's exactly the same situation. Either way, you're not receiving the thing that's there for you on the other side. And uh, can anyone guess what that thing is? It's not really a thing at all. Anyone wanna take a wild guess at that while I play with the banner or two here? Let's see what happens. So if you're going through hell, at the punchline, you've already seen it in the title of this video, is keep going, right? You must keep going. That is a fact, Jack. And, you know, hell has a lot of momentum, whether whatever you call it, if it's the, um, you know, pain that you're in or the fear that you have, hey, Tanya nails it. 
right on. She got it. Freedom. You got it. You already know me. Trick, trick question or uh, you, you knew the answer. You totally nailed it. Yeah. Love also very close, very close to freedom. We were talking about that exact thing today. For some reason, wanting love is more of a trap. Wanting freedom is more of a door. If you want your freedom more than anything, then it will guide you. It will start to pull you. Freedom pulls you in a way that nothing else does, not even hell. And love is fascinating because while it is there, the thing that's underneath everything else, it's just there. You can't create it. You can't make it up. You can't put love on top of not love. It's just who you are. It's your nature. And so the thing is, though, if you want love, it's a very stuck place. That's what actually a lot of people are doing. Canadians do that really well. They want love. They want the government's love. <laughs> they want the love of authorities. They want the love of police. They want to be okay. Am I doing okay? How am I? We want their approval. Yeah, they're connected and they're strongly connected. So absolutely. There's just something about that want for love that's really insidious. And it is it you know, makes you do things that are totally out of integrity with yourself. You're so desperate. You want that love. We're all starved for love and approval. Exactly, Tanya. You know, these days, more than ever, we've been isolated from each other. We've been made to be afraid of each other. We're put, we're hiding ourselves behind masks for better, for worse, whatever you, if you want to wear a mask, go for it. I don't hold it against you one bit, but you know, we're treating each other like the enemy. You go out into public and uh, and people look at you like you're going to kill them one way or another if you don't have the mask or you don't go the right way in the grocery store. I'm famous for that. And um, oh, I love what you said, Bobby. You'll never meet a free person with no love in them. Okay, that that one comes up right on. Oh, look at the amazing picture of you too from back in those days when I think I didn't quite know you then. You're a young gaffer in that picture. Mm, love it. Yet you'll never meet a free person with no love in them. Exactly. It's when you go for your freedom, you you find your love. It just naturally appears. It's all there. That's something that you're made of it. And it's like you're in the water and you're swimming and you're going, I'm so thirsty. Where's the water? It's just who you are. But because we got a lot of layers on top of that love, then it's hidden and it's almost like it doesn't it doesn't even exist. So I don't know why it works to want your freedom. It just does. And I'm going to call out and do a shout out to Lester Levinson, who is long ago past. And this was his discovery that if you can want freedom more than you want anything, that's where the magic happens. Because honestly, if you want your health more than your freedom, chances are, you know, that's what happened to me. I, I was literally a dying person being in that situation. If you want your marriage to survive more than you want freedom, then you're in an extremely stuck place because you're making the error. You think your freedom is inside that marriage. It's not. Freedom is something, it's it's completely entirely independent. You were 20 years old, Bobby. Oh my gosh, 52 years ago. Amazing. Holy mackerel. Way to survive. I love it. And so by just reminding ourselves, because actually, you know, that the punchline is that all of the things that we want, you know, right now, some, some of you are wanting to be safe from a virus. Some of you are wanting to wake other people up to show them that that's actually not the enemy. We're dealing with such something much more insidious, much more dangerous, unfortunately. 
even the statistics show that that's not really the thing that we're fighting against. If you, you know, if you want to survive more than you want your freedom, then you're going to actually be attracting into you not surviving. It sounds like I'm double speaking here, but it's my experience. Hey, Justine, that's lovely to see you. Thanks for that uh, strong love, strong arm love, Tanya. <laughs> And so by going, you know, you, it's, it's a self-discovery and just to see what is it that you are trying to get more than you're trying to get your freedom. And, uh, and you know, the we're meant to go through the hard things. We're not meant to just be in the garden, God's earth, and uh, like a cat, you know, I don't, I think, do I have a cat handy? I usually, you'll probably see him. He just lays in the sunshine, he goes outside and, uh chases bunnies, that he comes in for some love, and what a, what a life. It's like, great life. Hello, Stacy. Nice to see you. But that's not the life that we chose, right? We came here for a lot of different experiences, and, and mostly to find our freedom through hell, right? That it's, it's hard to imagine that your pain, your suffering, your sorrows, your anger, your pride, all of that, it's all a doorway to freedom, but it's highly disguised freedom, right? In fact, that that pain, that sorrow, that grief, that anger, it actually is your freedom. It's just impossible to see it. You won't experience it. And the reason you won't experience it is, is those two reasons I said at the beginning. You're either avoiding it like the plague. You're saying like, nope, I'm not going to feel that pain. I'm not going to let myself be afraid to die. I'm not going to let myself feel the hunger for love that's actually deep inside there. I'm going to avoid it like the plague. I'm, I'm not, you know, maybe I'm going to anesthetize, maybe I'm going to drink or smoke drugs or whatever, smoke pot, whatever it is, whatever your flavor is of avoidance. And we're all doing it at some level. It's, that's uh, fairly, fairly common. Or is there other thing that people get stuck in is they go into the door, they go into the pain, they go into the suffering, and then they let it consume them. Because it's better than being, you know, trying to prevent all of that pain and suffering, because that's like being dead, actually, that's having no feelings, whatever feelings you're trying to cut off, you actually manage to cut them all. So some people go into the door, and they get consumed by it, they get saturated by it, they don't know they can keep going. It's nobody told them, right? It's, it can't hold it against them. They just don't have that information. And who would want to keep going through hell? That sounds stupid. <laughs> that doesn't sound like wisdom. And if you know, if it wasn't for people guiding me and holding my hand through hell, and I just had the privilege of holding someone's hand, and I this is I do this for a living. I hold people's hands while they go through hell because you can't see while you're there. Because I've been there a lot. Melanie's been there too. Yeah, been there and found the door to freedom. Because honestly, you keep you start proving it to yourself that every single time you go through that hard thing, you find your freedom on the other side. It's like, aha, that, that door is lying to me. That pain is lying to me. That suffering is lying to me. That fear of not surviving this is lying to me. Because when you go through, just like Melanie said, when you go all the way to the other side and you find yourself and you discover, oh, there's love, right? That's exactly what happened when I worked with someone today. 
that they were they were even remarking at some point like there's no love what i can't see the love what how do i get the love part and then it was just a few more layers and boom the love was there and you know it's not something it's not you don't fake it till you make it you're not trying to have a little bit of love or you're not you're trying to you know oh i'm feeling jealous or terrible or or um intense or you know afraid it's like no it's not absolutely non-negotiable like free will is which i talked about yesterday in my video or maybe it was the day before i think it was the day before so it's hard it's hard to keep going when when you feel like that but i've seen it enough times i've proved it to myself now hundreds thousands of times that if i'm brave enough to go through the door go all the way get to that other side I look back and I can't even see what I was consumed by. I can't even see it anymore. And why I can't see it is because it wasn't there. Right? Have you ever seen that meme where uh, there's a cat and he's in a cage and darn it, I'm not going to remember the punchline. Does anyone know the punchline to that? So he's in a cage, but, but from the photo, you can see that all he has to do is hop out. <laughs> <laughs> he's not really stuck in that cage. That's exactly where we're at with our inner experience. It feels like we're stuck in a cage, but we cannot get out. It's it's hell and there's nothing. There's It just goes down deeper into more and more death. But, you know, you if you have the courage and the bravery to bust through, you'll see that it's it's just a big fat lie illusion you got it exactly tanya said here i'll put your comment up love that you're so right on reminds me of ancient wisdom of true resiliency of the circle journey nice i'm not familiar of uh with exactly that circle journey although i can i can guess what that is nice stacy said freedom of living in the present moment heartfelt living is freedom you got it so true exactly and that's in fact the only place oh here comes my kitty the only place we can find freedom is right here in this moment. And if this moment happens to be a hellish one, so I'll share I'll share with, share with you last night, I came across a, a really good little illustration and you might hate me for saying this, somebody hated me last night for saying this, but um, you know, it's just kind of pointing out that, okay, we've been in quarantine, we don't get to even go to our funeral. You know, I've got a, a, a good friend that passed away not very long ago now and we can't have a funeral. I, I'm saying we like it's my my thing, but there there's no funeral, right? This is criminal in my mind. This is criminal. You've, re you've removed probably, you know, if there's a top two rites of passage that human beings need as food to survive death in a way that, you know, you're not totally crippled by it. This, this rite of passage, that's how we do it. Right? We get together, we mourn, we tell stories about that person. It's so needed. You know, I, I was I was pushed out of a funeral at one point. Someone just, you know, like when things go sideways and I, I wasn't able to go to a funeral, someone pushed me out. And that was like really painful. That was a major uh, cut to me, not having the chance to properly mourn somebody's death. And then, and then, you know, so we can't get together for a funeral. I just heard of a couple whose child died. They don't let them sit together. Even, you know, they they open the churches, but they don't let them sit together. Meanwhile, these this couple, they live together. But people are so blind. 
they would they won't let a grieving couple who lost a child hold each other while they mourn. Like, I'm going to cry about that. That's fucked up. But, you know, the last week we've seen people gather a lot, not to get married and have uh, funerals and rites of passage and celebrate life or whatever it is. Now, what are they doing? I'm not even going to talk about it because this, this thing is going to, this video won't stay up otherwise. And you can hate me if you like, and you can call me names, right? I've been called some pretty intense names for, you know, just the, the, the past 24 hours. Why can they gather like that, but we can't gather for meaningful things? I'm sorry. Yeah, you, if you want to hate me, you want to unfriend me, go ahead, do it. I don't mind. It's happened hundreds of times in the past, what is it, eight, ten weeks we've been in, in this version of hell. Lots of people unfriend me, good friends, clients. You know, but this is my truth. This is what I see. You know, at least if they can do that, we can have a funeral. Hello, Sue. Nice to see you. Amen. Thank you, Lisa. Appreciate that a lot. I love you too, Sue. It's awesome. So good to be in good company. It's really uh, important. It's really essential, actually. Thank you, Tanya. Oh my God, I love you too. That's so good. That's a beautiful thing. Amen. I want the amen on, on here. Wow, look at your beautiful... Those must be your girls, Lisa. Oh, thank you, Justine. You know, what's the alternative right now? I can honor my fear. I can avoid going all the way into that fear and going to the other side. I can I can cower away, but that's kind of how we got in the situation in the first place. Thank you, Bobby. That makes me want to cry. You know, so it's it's time to stand up and uh, take the chance, you know, of speaking the truth, because I, I, you know, have a kid. And no doubt there's even if you don't have kids, you there are probably some children you do love. And, you know, we need to make a life for them, we need to make an earth that still is a place to be, right, a life worth living. Because if things keep going the way they are, and the plan keeps playing out as it is, it's not good, right? If you haven't seen it yet, it's not good. I'm sorry to break it to you. It's extremely painful. It is hell when you start to see what is being engineered, where we are heading on this path. They got it all planned out. And then it's not even hidden. You can see this stuff. You can go, if you're, if you're brave enough to look at it, it's all there. The whole COVID thing planned, right? The only difference between the simulation that was was played out and the actual thing that played out was 65 million people were supposed to get sick. Something went wrong. Plan didn't play out. Is that because people are waking up? Right? We don't have to go with that plan. We can have our own plans. I got some plans. You know, but first we have to go through hell. Thank you, Infinite Light 4. Thank you so much. Um, she said, 
these arbitrary government edicts alone will end up causing more damage and deaths than the virus itself. Exactly. I mean, it's a no-brainer. The detail, the, the details, the, the facts are already there. It's all there to be seen. All you have to do is look at it. And it's starting to tip over that point. Exactly. Much appreciation to you as well. You got it. I like your guitar, by the way. <laughs> That's very nice. And I'm going to put this up, Bobby. Thank you. Really appreciate that. You know, so we've got some hell to go through. The reason we're in hell is because we won't go through hell. It's kind of a paradox. As long as we're staving off and trying to prevent hell, the more hell we go through or we're, we're facing that we are in. And it's this really fascinating human thing that we have called free will. If you haven't watched my video that we did on Thursday, this is like gold with Benjamin Balderson talking about free will. Really amazing, right? You you are the one that has, has to choose. If, if you choose to just prevent, then that's your choice. Nobody could make a different choice for you. I can't tell my clients, okay, now go, go be on fire in hell. They have to get to that place where they're like, mm, I'm suffering so much. This can't go on. I'm going to lose, lose my marriage. I'm going to lose my livelihood. I'm going to kill myself. I'm going to go insane. I'm, whatever it is, you know, you got, you, everybody has to reach that point of suffering enough. Like, when is it enough? And everybody's got their own bottom, which has no bottom. There really is no bottom. Hell is bottomless. That's the definition of hell. It keeps going down. So you're either, you know, evolving your energy up or you're evolving your energy down. And there's absolutely no bottom to that darkness. But if you, you know, and now my metaphor might fall apart, but if you decide instead to swim through all the way and keep going and let yourself be on fire with the pain, the suffering, whatever it is. You let it consume you. You give yourself permission to die and burn into cinders like a warrior does. And then you see like, oh my God, you know, I almost died. Right? You know that about me already. I almost died of cancer. I was on my deathbed. It looked like the end for me. And I surrendered to it. I let go. After three years of fighting for my life, I surrendered. I said, okay, you got me. That's it. And what happened when I surrendered to death? I completely woke up. I not only, I didn't die. I discovered this incredible joy inside myself. And my body went from being so sick with cancer and chemo to like, boom, I'm in remission. And I proved it with going and demanding a test to show it. You know, so that's, that's actually magic, right? That's, that's transmutation. That's alchemy. I turned death into life. Now, you know, I can't take full credit for that. We're, we're in a co-created situation here. Life is coming through us. Life is like the ultimate authority. But by facing that death, that's what we're called to right now. If I have one wish for humanity is to look death in the face. And I write about it in my book. Like I talk about it all the time. I'm sure you heard me say it. I'm going to say it again. The buffalo know 
you know, I live on the plains here where the buffalo used to roam. There used to be thousands and thousands and thousands of buffalo. Such an amazing life. Absolutely. It really is a miracle. And they know that when the storm is coming, if they run away from it, they're going to run all day, every day. That storm just keeps coming. But if they know instinctively, because they're smart, instincts are, you know, the pure life force, pure God coming through them, they run right into that storm. Head on. Same with a wave, right? If you try to run from a wave, it's coming for you. <laughs> if you're in the ocean, if, even if you try to go sideways, then you're knocked right off your kilter. But if you just like, boom, dive headfirst into that wave, then you get a little crash in the head. Maybe you got your hands out in front to, to take the, the bigger part of the crash, but you're right to the other side so fast. And that's what we need right now is speed and momentum to get to the other side. So to me, there's really nothing faster than going for this jugular. The, the, the biggest pain that we have is that we're not going to survive. What are we doing, right? They're telling us to do all this stupid stuff to put our feet in the circle like kindergarten and to wait outside with the guy who's got a, a weapon if you, you know, he can't use because it's really truly all voluntary. Um, you know, they're spraying chemicals at every turn. That stuff is harmful, by the way. That's not good for your health or your immune system. They're telling people to put a mask on that actually poisons them with their own carbon dioxide, their own bacteria, recirculates the viruses, if that's what it is. It, it just ends up being so, you know, dangerous. You can see them sweating. They go into hypoxia. You know, you see uh, an over, you know, somebody who's already taxed, already not in the best shape, maybe. And then they put a mask on. You can see they're totally struggling. Why don't they see they're struggling? Because they're going like, no, I'm running away from the storm. And, and that government tells me how to be safe. So I'm going to cover my face. But the thing is, the government said, oh, masks don't work. And then they said, masks do work. And then they said, oh, masks are just symbolic. Did you see that latest verse? It's just symbolic that you care about people. Yeah, so I'll, I'll like harm myself to show I care about you. That's, that's being a martyr. That's nothing sacred about that. Show people you love them and care about them by facing your fears and running into the storm. You know, you can't, I'm, I'm being kind of mean here. Um, I can't tell you to do it. I, I could just be the invitation. I can do it myself. That's all I can do. Because we have free will. You can't make anybody do it. And it's scary. It's the freakiest possible thing. And thank you, Tana. Tanya. I, I totally appreciate that I'm that you're hearing this. That makes me, uh, I love you already, but it makes me just love you more that you have that bravery to even hear this stuff, right? There's a lot of people out there that can't hear it. It's not their fault, but we're in, we're in this place. We're so, so stuck as a humanity, but we're not nearly as messed up as we're being told we are, right? Have you looked into how much of those R-I-O-T-S are engineered, right? Have you seen how much is engineered? There's a whole ton of alternative media out there. If you're not familiar with it and you want a heads up, I'm happy to send you just tons of beautiful resources, amazing, like 
really hot journalists is right there. They are willing to go in, um, you know, shout out to Dan Dix. There's a good video on his channel. It's called Press for Truth. Truth with a capital T. And uh, he went to one of those R-I-O-T-S the other day and he got attacked, right, by people that are supposedly standing up for things, you know, but he gets attacked. He's the one, he's the one that stands for truth. And they tried to take him down. Hey, Benjamin, nice to see you here. Awesome. Reperception, lovely. Lovely to have you. You know, so, so we're stuck. And, you know, these people are fighting. They're, they're hijacking our inner fighters because we're fighters. That's, we've got that part of us. It's just, it, that's part of that archetypal energy. We've got the, the rebel and the warrior energy. Some have it closer than others. I have it like, you know, really close. And then they, they hijack it. It's being hijacked and engineered so that that fight energy gets, end up, ends up being funneled through and, and they tell you what to be afraid of. They tell you what to hate. You know, they, they point to something and say, oh, this is the source of your pain and suffering. Meanwhile, look who's pointing. Hello, Anna. Thank you. Yeah. You know, they're, they're pointing you away, but look at the pointer. Who's pointing? Right? If it's the mainstream media pointing you to, to say, oh, look at this thing or that person or that organization and hate them, look back and see who's pointing. That's the thing. Hey, Steve. <laughs> Ben's in the house. Yep, we got all the good ones. King Hero's showing up here. I love it. These are the days of King Heroes. Uh, if you don't know, by the way, tomorrow I am hosting a, an amazing King Hero. You know him on YouTube if you're if you're in these circles as Snake Jones 9 And if you know him on Facebook, he's Aaron. Darn, I can't even pronounce X Chabay, I, I believe, but Aaron Beatty is his name. And uh, he's he's a, an incredible warrior. He has been through hell. He got all the way to the other side. And what do you do when you get all the way to the other side of hell? You start start helping other people get to the other side of hell. That's the hero's journey. It's not enough just to slay your own demons. That would be great. You slay your demons. You go lay on a beach in Mexico. Done. Eat pineapples, papayas, drink coconuts. Perfect, right? God's earth. But we're not the cat. We're not, we're not animals who can just lay in the sunlight and enjoy. That's not what we're doing here. So, you know, until everybody's done, nobody's done. And in the meantime, you got to do your work. You've got to, you've got to face those difficult things. You know, the women in my world, typically the hard thing to face is out there. To go out and speak your truth, to be seen and heard and say, say those things that you know, at least half the people are not going to like it. And with the men in my world, the king heroes, that's the mermaids, but the king heroes, they tend to suffer. You know, they can, they can go out in the world, they can conquer, they can take risks, they can slay the demons out there. But when it comes to the demons in here, that's where it's like, eh. you know, and even the most powerful king hero will get stopped by those demons inside. 
And sometimes you just need a handhold, right? I was talking to my group. I'm, I'm currently training a group as coaches. Pretty exciting. Yay. I didn't know if I'd be doing this now. I knew I would do it sometime. It was actually inspired by the COVID situation. I thought if the psychopaths out there can do this for no good reason, then I can train people as coaches and archetype readers for a good reason. Yeah, Melanie says, <laughs> and yes, got some good yeses here. Um, it is really, you know, that's the thing. We have to give ourselves permission. So then, you know, we're in that place that, what was I, what was I training you guys about yesterday? I lost my own, lost my own thought. Oh, Flat Earth Head is here. Inner demons are the scariest ones at first. Exactly. Exactly. And it's, it's humbling work, right? Because I've been doing this in, yeah, in training. I've been doing this for a long time already, you know, more than 20 years. So even, even before I got sick with cancer, I started traveling to India, doing this very deep inward journey. I actually used my spiritual studies as a way to avoid the demons. I thought I was going into them, but really I was just popping up and out of them. You know, I was living from here up, not in my body, not in my heart, not in my head, not in my mind, but here. And here it's nice. It, it's, it's lovely, right? We, we should all have some of this. It's beautiful. It's open. There's, there is a, you know, a sense of, of um, bliss in it, right? It's, it's bliss. Nothing can, can touch you from there. And uh, yeah, flat earth as well. That's right on. That's awesome. And hello to, uh, Good Tims for All. Mm, nice, I got your name. Love it. <laughs> so, you know, this is this is the opportunity for us. This is the opportunity. It's huge. It's actually the biggest opportunity ever. If your life just goes on pretty okay all the time, you actually don't much have an opportunity to do the alchemy, to do the transformation that we're here to do. I have a, a good new friend. He had the perfect upbringing. Everything went well for him. He had great parents, he went to school, he got taken care of, he was loved, he was adored, and his life was perfect. But he knew he actually had to make trouble for himself. He knew that if he didn't make trouble for himself, he wasn't living his life. He wasn't going to fulfill on his purpose because that how you fulfill on purpose is going through the hardship facing those demons. And it's an incredibly humbling situation because every time the demon comes, you know, for me, it's every single morning. You know, you wake up in the morning and I realize where I am and what's going on in the same hell as always. And I mean, I'm lucky, I'm fortunate, I have a good life. I have a great kid. I have really amazing friends. I have the, the a dream business. It's a beautiful thing. I want this for everybody. But you know, we're still we're still going through stuff, and then it's it's layers and depths, and uh, and it's always some work. And then it was Benjamin. If you're still here, you know, coming reconcluding again, once again, it's the same conclusion. Is that having gone through hell in the morning, now feeling like I feel now, it's. It's like amazing. But if I woke up feeling amazing right now, I wouldn't be so remarkable. So we, we are in this world of polarities 
and it's up and it's down and it's, you know, I see and I'm blind and I see and I'm blind. <laughs> and my teacher in India would talk about it like it's churning the milk into butter, you know, remembering, forgetting, remembering, forgetting, remembering, forgetting. And you have this constant rub between those two forces. And what I notice is, you know, remembering comes quicker and forgetting it's, it's shorter. And, and suddenly you're doing this and you can't even tell sometimes the difference between remembering and forgetting. Um, but the work goes on, you know, it's so humbling. You think you've, you've faced your demon a thousand times and 10,000 times and a million times. And then boom, there you are again, face to face with the thing you don't want to see or feel about yourself or about your world. And we're all in the same boat. Every single time you face a demon, it's, it's the same. We're all in the same pain. You know, you look at a baby, they can't have the thing they want. It's, they're, they're in severe pain. You have to honor that. It's not nothing. It's not going to be okay. I mean, it's going to be okay, but just telling them it's going to be okay is a total ripoff. You know, working with somebody today, uh, they went through the depths, really intense. Hello, need to connect. Welcome. You know, and it is so tempting to just like somehow take that pain away from her and, and make her feel okay, give her a hug and, oh, you know, look on the bright side or something like that. But I know now that, that going through hell, she needs to go through that. And I'm going to be present. I'm just going to be present with her until she gets to the other side. And I'm patient. I'm not hoping it goes faster for her. She needs to go through it the pace that she's going through it. And she came out the other side. And it was like a miracle for me. <laughs> I'll let her speak for herself. Uh, Daniel, greetings from urban lockdown police state Chicago. Oh, darn. Oh, man, really bad there. Wow. We're straight north of you in the same time zone. I got a lot of good, good people I know in that area. Darn it, I'm sorry to hear. That sucks. Couldn't suck worse. Tanya said earlier, all good. You were gaining the ground, gaining the grounding you needed to lead. We need that isolation and loneliness to find the courage to lead. Exactly. Yeah. And it's the same with loneliness, isolation. So we're being forced into this lockdown isolation and it's showing us how much we love our freedom, right? Like when, when you're taken away from people and you can't see them, did you all connect with that hunger, right? That human beings to me are more like birds or fish, we flock together. But we've been artificially really separated out. And what's the gift of that? You know, James True, he keeps talking about the gifts and ball. What's the gift of that is it makes you, you know, I've connected with a vengeance now, often virtually, because so many people I love are out there, not in here. But, uh, you know, it seems more important than ever to, to meet with those souls, your souls, your people, your tribe. And then that's a lock and key fit. That's something that existed even before, you know, who knows? I, anyway, I don't want to uh, talk about stuff I can't prove, but, you know, it, it seems to be very enduring that we have our people. And this is a, a massive gift. When we get together with them, they are a clear mirror for us. They're vibing in, in that way that we can understand them, they can understand us, and we can see ourselves. we can see our own demons, especially when you get really close to somebody, you know, maybe you get 
get to that place of marriage where you, you're no longer two, you're one. And that's where you really see yourself. And that's where you can do that really deep work, which is what makes marriage a sacred union. Um, need to connect to you. He's saying, we're, oh, we're open here in Oregon where I'm at. That's great. It's a small town though. Sorry to hear about that terrible place. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I think need to connect is talking to Daniel there. Very cool. Yep. I love that you guys can talk to each other and meet each other. And that's the thing to do now to connect and uh, let the pain of separation be the reason that you connect or even better, let it be freedom. You know, if you, if you want your freedom even more than you want to connect, then it will draw in the right connections rather than, you know, dumbing yourself down, holding your truth inside because that's what people do to connect. Oh, could I, I, you know, to be part of humanity, I need to wear a mask. To be part of humanity, I need to virtue signal and, uh, you know, have a big sign on my, I'm really in trouble here, but, you know, a big sign on my lawn about all of those brave workers out there that, you know, th then, uh, then you know everybody, oh, you're a good person, you're a good one. But we just are that. We don't need to prove that to anybody. You can just be that. And you can just emanate that and and you know we send out these radar signals without even really knowing it but people if you if you just walk your talk and you and you stand for your truth and you show up as yourself then those people who need to find you can find you because you know you may have to go through hell that's a fact of life it just actually is right if you're going through hell but you don't have to go alone you don't have to walk through hell alone. You have to walk through hell alone until all of a sudden you realize you don't need to walk through hell alone anymore. It's a, it's a bit of a paradox. You have to do it yourself, but you don't have to do it alone. Right? So that's a breakthrough. That's beautiful. But you have to be vulnerable. You have to be willing to be seen. You have to keep going. And you have to find people that are willing to keep going too. They don't, you know, they don't try to claw you back like a, a crab in a basket or bucket. That's what I'm looking for. But they hold each other high, right? And that's what I feel from you guys that are here. You, you're holding each other up. These people are not sitting and trying to pull each other down. We're like, oh, you're down here. I'm up here. Do you want a hand? Woo woo wallogist PhD. <laughs> yeah, me too. That's awesome. I love your name. I'm going to put your banner up. Best name ever. <laughs> so good. I almost remember who you are. You're going to have to tell me. So many names, so many names. Thank you, Tanya. I appreciate that. Yep. You know, we, we can share for each other. That's a really big thing because honestly, my day can be absolutely going to shit. And then somebody says, oh, thanks for that thing you wrote in your book or you said on a video or you wrote in a post that really changed my day and boom changes everything for me so we're walking each other home as um ram das said absolutely yep sue says i'm walking through with you guys you got it yeah we'll do this together we're getting to the other side every single day i get to the other side right so if you for some reason have not seen the other side i just want you to know it's there and I'm here for you, right? If you want any help with that, I'm always open to talking to people. 
you know, having a conversation, it may or may not lead to working together, but I never mind having that conversation. And we can talk and see, you know, do you, are you looking for a handhold? Are you looking for someone to take much bigger risks with? Doesn't matter how big a risk you're taking, you're always going to be called to raise that bar. Because we're here to grow, we're here to expand. And that's why we need to keep going. Lulu Walla just says, haha, coaching call recently, New Mexico. Day went to crap and started so great. Thanks for helping me lift the guilt. My pleasure. Very good. Absolutely my pleasure. That's what I'm here for. Infinite Light Force said, Ditto, been taking loads of flack lately, pissing some people off. But you take flack when you're directly over the target. Exactly. Yep. I had a hit last night. I got brave. Maybe I was just ignorant, wasn't even in that much courage, but I just saw, okay, well, if people can can meet over the things that's causing the R-I-O-T-S, the engineered R-I-O-T-S lately, then, um, you know, I can make this post of somebody who wasn't able to have a funeral. And I just, you know, but like instantaneously, I get called a, uh, hey, Snake Jones is here, right on, we're getting together tomorrow, 6.30 p.m. Central Time, Snake Jones and me, we're having a King Hero interview. It's going to be amazing. Hello, Bridget. Nice to see you. And, uh, you know, so I put up this post and in five minutes, there's some likes and I'm like, oh, okay, this might not go so bad. And then boom, somebody comes in, Beth, I'm really disappointed with you. You must be a, a you know, white supremacist. Um, you know, like this is terrible. I can't, I'm disgusted with you. And I thought, okay, you know, this isn't the this isn't the battle I want to, or the battlefield I want to die on. How does that expression go? And I took it down because it's, it's not, you know, I don't need to waste energy on that one. I, I do waste energy on other things. <laughs> Thanks for that love, Snake Jones. He's a good one. If you haven't uh, subscribed to him, if you don't know this guy, he's amazing. I love it. His story is so powerful, unbelievably powerful. You're going to hear it tomorrow. We're talking about going through hell since you're uh, just coming on, you know, that's, that's the, the part you've been there and you came the other side and you, your life snake, it's a beacon of hope for others. That's how I feel about what I've been through. I could have just got to the other side and, and gone on with my nice life, but I instantly wanted to help others. That desire popped up, right? Bridget's feeling it. Awesome. Sue said, Oh my God. Yep. Yeah. The hill to die on. That's it. <laughs> Thanks for that. Exactly. Not my, not my hill to die on. But, uh, you know, every time I take a hit and I take that flack and I piss somebody off and I don't die from it, I, there's pain, of course. You know, I had somebody in a lineup after they heard me mouthing off to the security guards and they're like, oh, I don't want anything to do with you. Get away from me, lady. You know, go ahead of me like this. And did I feel pain? Oh, yeah, I felt pain. Absolutely. That's intense, right? When when somebody's saying, get away from me, unconsciously, we read that as somebody is trying to push me out of the human tribe. And what do you feel when someone tries to push you out of the human tribe is you feel like you're going to die, right? And it was that way. If you weren't part of your family tribe, your community, your village, whatever it was, if you didn't fit in, if they pushed you out, you don't get to live right? You're facing your own death by going against tribalism. Now we live in a day and age where we can find our people. Your people are out there. 
we're here. Here we are. Hello, Bettina. You're definitely, I know you sent me something this morning. I'm sorry I didn't uh, have a chance to go all the way through it yet. People send me a lot of stuff. If you're sending me things and I don't uh, see it or respond, please forgive me. There's, there's a lot. And we all want to share with each other something that's true and good. That's beautiful. So I never, uh, you know, don't stop sending stuff. Don't, don't please, uh, don't take that as that I'm disinterested. I'm not. But uh, yeah, um, H H R seven seven seven. Nice to see you. I seek common ground. Exactly. Why would we do anything else? Right. That's the natural way we seek common ground. We're not actually, you know, we're getting diversity stuffed down our throat right now. Listen for that. You're going to hear it. It's it's rhetoric, and it's where is it coming? Top down. That's not that's not coming from grassroots, right? Grassroots isn't saying, oh, get out there and you know, find all the people that don't like you, don't love you, don't want to hear what you have to say, don't approve of you, don't appreciate you, don't value you. Why would you go looking for those people? Why? <laughs> no reason, except if you're brainwashed, except if you are traumatized, you're, you're in a state of, of mind control, then we actually go looking for the people that don't like us, Wooologist uh, says, and we naturally speak the truth and get scolded. Yep. It's like a repeat from childhood. Obviously, I have to go through it. Yep, me too. Same. My childhood was just one, you know, tell me to shut up after another voynage. Hello. Did I say your name right? <laughs> I used to call you Vonage. You have to tell me how to, how to say it. And uh, yeah, lots of disapproval. And then there's a slippery slope there because that's that can be getting in trouble with the rebel archetype where you go from, you know, if, if you follow the, the map of archetypes that I write about in my book called Journey, it starts with the child archetype. When you shake off that denial and you let yourself be betrayed and you go through hell, you face hell head on, then you come to the rebel archetype where you take up the fight and you are going to speak your truth even when people don't like it. But a big shadow of that rebel is that you're going to speak your truth because people don't like it. That's like, oh, this is boring. I'm going to go out and make trouble for people. Yep. Been in, in rebel over and over and over. Yeah. You don't shake that off. That's hard wiring. What you can do with that hard wiring is to awaken it. Yep. Voin it. Because <laughs> here you are uh, laughing there. Me, a rebel. What me, a rebel. And then so you can't go looking for disapproval. I caught myself in this one fairly often we were talking about this today that you know you go out and and you're it's this brings up a lot of anger in me right put up your hand if you you're pissed off it's stupid it's ridiculous you know my my new mantra every time i would see some mainstream thing is like bullshit 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 that's that's all i can see you know bullshit over there bullshit over there it's all it's all bullshit yet the sweet sleeping rebel or the awakened rebel that's always the question and it's a world of difference. I was literally dying, losing my life to the sleeping rebel and looking for disapproval was one extreme. The other extreme was I put a, I put a foot on the head of that rebel and I said, no more, get away. You know, you almost got me in trouble. You got me thrown in jail. You'll read about that in my book. I had to spend a few nights in jail. And uh, so then I became the good person that everybody would love and like, and I got the approval of my family and I worked, went to work with family 
And I kept stuffing that rebel down harder and harder and harder with all my might, you know, spent all my lifeblood energy pushing that rebel down into the unconscious. And then boom, what happens? Stage four lymphoma, right? So my life, it's a cautionary tale. You don't have to do that. That's not, you know, that's the bottomless hell. There's no bottom to that. But instead, what I did is I faced my death head on. I went through the pain of that. I gave myself permission to die. And I came out the other side saying, oh, actually, I don't need to kill that rebel, even if you can, or even if you could, you can't. But you need to be that awakened rebel. Absolutely. Snake Jones, absolutely true. Need to connect is said, chalking is apparently a rebellious act. <laughs> yeah, that stuff washes off. Hilarious, eh? But it offends somebody. In the meantime, were you doing that? That's awesome. So good. I got a uh, Humanities Not a Virus sticker in the mail from Jen Hillbilly. Whoops. Sorry. Turn that off for now. Turn that ringer off. Um, yeah, so what was I saying when the phone rang? <laughs> Darn it, interrupted myself. Yep, so chalking and uh, yep, you know, don't go looking for trouble, but in the meantime, exercise your desire for freedom. That's the one thing. That's our trump card. That's the thing we have going for us. And you can't really kill it. That's that's why there's so much effort is being made to kill your desire for freedom. Endless amounts of effort, endless expense. That's why every day they need to throw some new boom at you, blow up your world. Right? They wouldn't need to do that if the will for freedom wasn't so strong. And they don't know that they're giving an opportunity. If you look at the truth community right now, it's stronger than ever. People who were doing one podcast a week are now doing three podcasts a week. People who are you know, taking small risks for freedom are now taking enormous risks for freedom. They were getting 10,000 views. Now they're getting 100,000 views. So all of that resistance that is being put upon us it's making us stronger. That's what resistance training is. You you put weights on yourself and, and your muscles grow. If it don't kill you, it makes you strong. And so in a way, it's kind of like, bring it on. What's the next attack? What's the next attack? You know, and I can say that now from this place where I feel good and high, but talk to me tomorrow morning <laughs> when I'm waking up in this world. Holy mackerel, is that humbling. Uh, Vonich, every day a little better. Nice. That's all we can ask for until I am the best again. I love that. That's so sweet. I'll put that up. So anybody having a hard time keeping going through hell? Are you getting stuck? Feel free to call on me, call on your friends, you know, set your sights, set a goal. That's nothing about this world, but it's your soul, what it wants you to do. Um, you know, I was holding my head the other day, just thinking, oh, you know, what am I going to, not what am I going to do? I, I'm doing my thing and I've, everything's in motion, doing good. But uh, I decided I want to create some music for this podcast. I have four CDs, by the way. So a lot of you probably don't know. I'll have to queue up my music 
for another one. I'll figure out how to do that. And uh, I was singing a lot of mantras in those days. I went to India eight times and uh, brought back a lot of mantras. But I don't totally relate to my music that much anymore. It does feel like a past version of myself, past life. So I decided like, heck, let's go into the studio and do something brand new. And so we're going to do it. And is that going to help anybody in the apocalypse or anything like that? It's going to help me. So if, if I get helped, then generally that helps somebody else. If I'm in good standing, then I'm available to help somebody else. You know, so do, do the things in you that bring joy. You know, of course, prepare yourself and hunker down. Yay, Beth, right on. Same here, Vonich, exactly. Wooloola just got some love there. Uh, Sue said, I've been stuck and alone, but thank God for you and this whole community. Yep, amen. I feel the same way about you, exactly. There's some really great uh, podcasts out there. Triple Seven, I can totally recommend. Den Dix, uh, Press for Truth. Um, you know, shout out a few your favorites here in the... In the, in the comments, uh, you know, you got the James True going strong practically every single day. He's got a new, very inspiring video. Um, Benjamin Balderson, I don't know if you're still around. He's got a good channel. I know he's trying to get himself to a thousand subscribers. So go find his channel. If you're still here, Benjamin, feel free to put your, uh, your channel up. And we're working on this together. Like how amazing. We can get a lot farther together than we could ever get on our own. We're meant to work together. In fact, I believe the whole situation is rigged for us not to make it on our own. I think that's very on purpose, right? And the more good you want to do in the war in the world, the more support you're going to need. That's the king heroes. The more responsibility they want to take, the more of a kingdom they want to serve, the more you need to hold those guys up. And that's my mission. Right. If you're not familiar with it, you probably already are, but the King Heroes Journey podcast, it's on Spotify and iTunes and Breaker and you name it. It's out there, Anchor FM. It's here on YouTube. Go check out those videos because, man, are they inspiring. That keeps me going. Every time I have a conversation with a powerful man who's willing to say the hard things and get out and be of service to many other people, then yes, it's by design. It's by design, right? That we hold each other up. Those King heroes, I mean, they're not crying and asking for support. You know, I asked Jeff Berwick on a, the interview that I did with him, you know, what can we do to support you? And he's like, nah, I'm good. That's how strong he is. That's how much support he's got. You know, obviously things are, thing, he's, he's built that infrastructure that supports him, whether that's good relationships or, you know, just a good business model or whatever it is. He's got that support. And, uh, you know, so if, if you support a king hero, you're supporting their whole kingdom. That's what makes it feel so worthwhile to me. And it, yep, it is all design, all by design. And uh, Snake, you're absolutely right. Fix yourself, fix the world. It never stops being true. Another humbling, humbling thing. You know, I want to fix those people out at the grocery store, but uh, I'm going to have to work on my walking with grace too, especially. Snake said, supposed to guard a private business this evening in case rioters attempt to upset the planned protests in my hometown. Oh boy, wow, you got your work cut out for you. Well, we're all sending a lot of uh, love and prayers of protection with you on that mission. Intense. So I hope you're in... in um, 
in uh, you know, yep, not going to be selfish and hope you show up in one piece to the, the interview tomorrow, but uh, we're definitely, definitely holding some space and safety for you. So crazy. You know, what do you, th what do you guys think? Is this bringing out the truth of people or is this just bringing out uh, an, you know, an unnatural demon? Is it true colors we're seeing or is this like the biggest lie of all time? Because what I notice is that if you give someone a chance to do good, they do good. But if you give people a chance to do wrong, they'll do that too. Both. <laughs> Jay Armstrong, thanks. Yeah, it is both, isn't it? It just is. It's and. It's not or. You got it. Tanya says, it's connection and relationships to self, spirit, others, nature, etc. that provides the resiliency to thrive into this BS. Yep, exactly. That word resiliency, it's funny. That That's a very uh, weaponized word right now because, you know, that that's a superpower. We are so adaptable, but they're using it against us. That adapt, we're adapting to all the wrong things. We're adapting to fluoride in the water. We're adapting to aluminum spraying down at us from, from the air. We're adapting to wearing a mask. We're adapting to being separated from each other. That's the bad adaptations. We can adapt, unfortunately. And that's why they do it to us a little bit every day, a little bit more every day. And uh, good, good. I'm glad you're good, <laughs> Snake. So, you know, we, we, we gotta, we've got to use that for us rather than adapting to all of the attacks. We need to adapt to freedom. <laughs> we need to adapt to people who have our best interest. We need to adapt to our sacred purpose. We need to adapt to taking risks for all the right reasons. That's what we need to adapt to. We, it's not to bullshit. You know, because then we, then we are just becoming what ha what happens. That's that's not adaptation at all. That's numbness. Just to be argumentative here, that's not adaptation. That's not strength. That's actually reverting back to the child archetype that you'll read about in my book if you if you get it. That's that's going back. That's going like oh, I'll just you know they call it resiliency, but it's really just like, oh, just hide under the covers. This'll all be over. It'll be okay. It'll be okay pretty soon, sometime, two weeks, you know, eight weeks, two, two years. Oh, okay. Two years under the covers for two years. That That's it. Oh, the rest of my life I have to hide under the covers, you know? So don't adapt to bullshit. That's, that's the thing. Speak out against it. If you can find a voice, to just say like, no, that doesn't make sense. No, that's not cool. No, that's not in my best interest. Oh, you're saying you're protecting me, but you're actually uh, assaulting me with trying to control me. That's not protection. Let's call call it what it is. Any advice for living with a partner who I care for and is kind, but totally on the other end of the spectrum, terribly hard for me to control my temper. I hear you, man. I hear you. I'm in the same situation with my son's dad. So, you know, when, and if I, if I battle with him, all we're doing is tearing my kid apart. Can't do that. So all I know how to do, my best advice, come talk to me about this, by the way. My best advice, you can do all the work here and you can change your situation out there. 
but it's risky, right? I was helping someone today with this. It's risky because if you raise your energy, you go from here and you decide to take that steep curve and you go up here and your person's over here. Now, now they are, you're, you're actually, you've polarized, you've pulled away, you've created a, a pull, like a magnet, right? So they, they can either to, to resolve that tension, they're going to themselves come up to here and they don't have to do this like major steep curve. You already did a bunch of work. They can just do straight lines right to you. But another way to resolve the tension is to fall away. So it, by you doing your work and you raising your energy and you stepping in your power and stepping into your truth and ultimately, you know, use that anger as a, a, a vehicle. It's got a lot of power, a lot of momentum, but it's very stuck. It's a, it, it is a torturous door to stay in that, that will eat you alive. You know, I don't want to scare you, but that's why I had cancer, a lot of anger. But if you use the momentum of that anger to go all the way through it to the other side of it, if you want your freedom more than you want to be mad, if you want your freedom more than you want to change that person's mind, if you want their freedom more than you want to stay stuck in your own stuff, then boom, that's going to be magic. If you risk, if you love them so much that you're willing to risk that they fall themselves away, it happens. You know, I was stuck in a bad relationship at a time and I resolved, I couldn't fix him, couldn't do it. So I resolved to raise my energy and boom, I had a total breakthrough. I felt free. Every, everything I felt like I couldn't win, all of a sudden I felt like I could win. And they announced they were moving out. It was done. I'm not trying to scare you, right? But this is the, this is the warrior's life. Because we're called to freedom. That's, that's the thing. That's never going to leave you alone. But can you love, right? Can you love someone who doesn't hold your opinion? Absolutely. It's just if it's got a bunch of garbage on top of it, then that love isn't going to show and it's not going to be felt, not by you and not by that other person. What changes people? Love changes people. It totally transforms them. You know, and that's what I've been trying to really, uh, you know, shoot people with my love. <laughs> yeah, I would rather take a gun and just like blow their head off because they're stupid, right? Like that's part, part of me. You just heard that ugly part of me. But at the same time, I know it just doesn't work unless I want to take it to the nth degree. And But if I can get into a place of love, and that means letting all of my shit go, all the layers, all of the, the grief and the apathy and the fear and the lust and the anger and the pride and the, even the courage and the peace, if I let all that go, there's love. There it is. And love makes miracles. I have seen people transform right in front of my eyes. And I had a cute little example. I keep telling this story and I keep telling it again. I get to one of the grocery stores that used to be my favorite. Now they're all, uh, you know, health Nazis over there and they're all masked up and, and they've got a security guard at the front telling you, you know, she stops you or whoever it is stops you. And do you know all the rules in there? And I hit that point and I, I was angry and I just decided to let my anger go. And I just said, I love you. And I walked past her 
And she kept trying to tell me stuff. And I just said, I really love you. And I just walked by and, and I got through. And then I had to come back and uh, put my card in that area again. And I went, I still love you. And then, and, you know, by the time I'm leaving, she's just beaming and smiling and so full of that love that I was showing her. So what could have been a big conflict? Because I totally disobeyed. Completely, 100% went against her. I broke her rule. She could have easily called the manager and, and, and banned me from that store. But I did it with so much love that she, it was, it was uh, unquestionable for her. There was nothing to be done but smile and enjoy, right? So that's my not so little bit of advice. I know it's intense. Uh, and she says, not scared. I just keep my freedom no matter what. Yep, exactly. Totally agree and know it will resolve. We love, but I, but I am only staying free. Amazing. Wow. What a commitment to freedom. Incredible. And then you are the beacon for that. Wouldn't you rather be the beacon for it rather than stay stuck at all cost? Jay said, the they factions are throwing everything possible. The Whopper computer is working overtime. It really is. And throw the algo of the matrix off. Be kind, loving, and patient with yourself first. Yep, amazing. Uh, well, it just sounds like something I would do when, when I'm in a good place. Exactly. Good use of the rebel archetype. You got it. You got it. No, that felt amazing. I'm still like, you can tell. Um, still telling the story. I love this. I love this. I'm putting this up, Jay. The they factions are throwing every everything possible. Yes, you know, it's so intense out there. It's a sign of how onto it we are, right? We've been doing the good work. And and it's being felt and, and it's it's uh it's hitting the radar. Even if if even if people who know the truth and live the truth and want freedom are, are, are a small number, but it's way more powerful than all of that sleepy stuckness and denial. That's very low energy. Freedom, really high energy, right? So even if it's even if you don't have the numbers with respect to the number of people who are committed to staying asleep. There's, you know, again, that, that, that freedom, it's, it creates incredible gravity. I don't know what gravity is anymore here. It's not a thing, <laughs> but if gravity was real and it worked like we think it did, does, then freedom's like that. It pulls, it's, right? Pulls you in. And then, and then it's not so much effort anymore. When you are really, you know, powerfully wanting your freedom, it does a lot of the work for you. It just pulls the people in that you need and it, and it, and it lets, People go by the wayside that you don't need. They let themselves go. It makes a lot of hard choices all for you. Um, just reading your comment. He does respect me, even though he named me a woo-woo wallogist. <laughs> right. Somewhere he knows I'm telling the truth. That's the thing. You know, I was telling the story about my son the other day and, uh, you know, trying to get him to do the thing he doesn't want to do. And I can see all of a sudden there's two things happening. There's his ego talking to me and then there's his soul talking to me. The ego is saying, you know, just, I just want to do what I want, get out of my way. And I, I, I want to do what I want, even though it's going to hurt me. But that the soul is going like, please don't let me do the thing that's going to hurt me, please. Right. And I'm like, okay, I'm choosing for your soul right now. And my kid at that age of would have been probably five or six at that point, he knew his soul knew. He said, you're right, mama. You're right. Like, how does a six-year-old even, you know, it's so over, uh, 
a concept so abstract, you think he couldn't even get that, but he knew it in that moment that I was standing up for his soul. And that's what you can do as a partner. You stand up for their soul rather than their ego. So you don't protect their ego, you protect their soul. Jay said, share the love, patience, and kindness. It is creepy that cashiers have been put in the hall monitor, tattletale power position. <laughs> yeah. James True in the fashion... Um, Fashion uniforms, like a security shirt. Exactly. I know. I know. Yeah, they used to be nice, helpful people, and now they're security guards, and they're not helpful and nice anymore. And they're saying a big lie. I'm keeping you safe. It's like, no, you're not even hired to keep me safe. You're not qualified. You don't even know me. <laughs> you know, stop that with all that rhetoric about keeping us safe. It's so much bullshit. There couldn't be more bullshit than that. Hey, Sergey, nice to see you. Oh, thanks for that. I really appreciate it. Mm, I'm really happy. I'm going to put that that comment up. Oh, that's lovely. I miss you. <laughs> we should connect, get on the call. And good. I'm glad that makes sense. Snake said, got to go. Nice to see you. We will see you tomorrow. He, uh, he says, so far, a thousand armed bikers have gathered to protect the town. Wow. Holy mackerel. About to be a thousand and one. All right. Well, God speed to uh, the other side of that. I hope it's all really peaceful and uh, beautiful and very heart opening for all those people. Hello, uh, Ismof Ishness, <laughs> I like your name. Trauma-based mind control ritual, exactly. At the peak of lockdown, everyone psychologically blasted by the trigger event, emerge from a forced cocoon, not a butterfly, but a murder hornet. <laughs> Dangerous inversion, yep. It's all inversion, it's all backwards, yep all backwards but that's good as soon as you know it's all backwards then you just know it's it's not what you're you know it's not what you're being told if it's mainstream media if it's if it's top down this is how you see right if it made it into pop culture you know it's coming top down and it's backwards it's saying peace it really means war it's saying freedom it really means slavery it's saying you know joy it really means misery, right? It's pretty simple. This is, you'd learn this in kindergarten, opposites, right? Even the, the, the concept of opposites, it's, a, it's a, a manufactured construct to create war between us, war within us. But we don't have to fight that war. We can fight ignorance. We can fight illusion. We can fight against separation and starvation. Those are the things to fight against. That's how to really use that rebel archetype. Gentle as a dove. Yep, exactly. Exactly. That's And then, you know, the warrior knows how not to fight, to conserve energy, and to just be a formidable presence, right? You're just, a, you just have power and snake, you got the power. That's going to be felt and seen. Fight for our divine sovereignty. You got it. That's going up. Amen. This is the thing we're doing here. Fight for our divine sovereignty. Boom. All right. Well, anything else you guys want to talk about? I'm feeling like I spilled my, my beans. Cheers. I'm having wine today. I never have a glass of wine in a mermaid glass. That's how fast I drink it. I had one sip last hour and I'll have one more sip. 
the war has become between our own families and friends. I know that's the hardest part. It's easy to fight with strangers. Boy, that's easy. But when it's your own family, holy moly, and your friends and your clients, you're right, right inside your own household. Intense, right? Thank you so much, Wooologist. I'm really glad you got out of bed. Hey, we do that for each other. Effie Maori. Hi, Beth. Welcome. So glad you're here. Saw, you, saw me on Rose's channel. Awesome. Yep, we're, we're close to finishing up, but if anyone has any juicy topics you want to talk about, I'm happy to keep on. Huckleberry Finney says, thanks for spilling your beans. It was nice to be in your company. I appreciate it. Nice to be in your company as well. Yeah, Steve said that's the mainstream stream narrative. It's up to us to flip the perversions and tell our story our way. Mm, love it. I'll put that up. Yep, because that's that's our power is telling our story. You nailed it, Steve. That is our power, right? It's the whole thing. When I, as a business coach, I teach my clients to run their business by telling their story, because it's the one really, truly sincere, honest thing that they can do. It's in them. You don't. You can't make it up. You can't make this shit up. <laughs> and it's what lets somebody know whether you're their people or not. If they tell stories that resonate, and it's all narrative, right? It's just that, as Steve said, it's the mainstream narrative. It's the top-down narrative. It's the narrative that was allowed to get out there because, you know, look what the big fight is against the alternative narratives. It's being heavily suppressed, shadow banned. People's channels are taken down. Censorship like we've never seen. We do not have free speech anymore. We're all at risk for speaking our mind like this. You know, I just reached a thousand subscribers thanks to uh, Effie Maori and uh, Rose the other day who who um, promoted my channel and you got me to a thousand subscribers and that's where I can uh, monetize this channel pot potentially. So how great, but yeah, it's like, you know, tell your story with a vengeance, especially the story of how you overcame what did you get past? Even if you don't think it's very a very big deal, it is a big deal. You, somebody in your world needs to know that you got to the other side. Even better, they need to know how you got to the other side, right? You can break it down. You can systematize it. You can make it so that, you know, it took me uh, 30 years to get to this place, but I can have somebody come in through my world and in six months get to the same place or better their own version of it. I have a total breakthrough. It took me 30 years. I had to crack this code. Huckleberry Finney said, they want the new world order. They're going to get it. Mm. And we are the ones who have to make this order time to clean up. Yeah, we need our own order. It's very true because we're, we're in a, a state of entropy and we're just saying like, okay, you know, I'm just an amoeba over here. Come and give me shape. Oh, square. Okay. Square it is right on. You know, and that's, that's bullshit. That's very not cool. Um, the one unique thing we have, woo woo -wologist PhD says, uh, and if we have been practicing telling the truth, it's easy to do. Yeah, it gets so much easier. Oh man, it's hard at first, but yeah, that's, it's the, it's like falling off a bench after a while to speak your truth. And, and it becomes way more painful not to than to. And, you know, some people are going to clear out of your world when you speak your truth. They are. That's just the fact of it. I always cheer for my clients when they lose audience. 
because it means you're saying something. How did somebody else say it? Like, you, you know, you're over the target when they're attacking you. You're saying real things. You're saying important things, meaningful, influential things, right? The more powerful you look, the more somebody's going to want to take you down because you are a threat to them and their so-called safety, their comfort zone. Steve said, as a body worker, I know the body records uh, records, excuse me, our history. My work is to erase the effects, to return to space and freedom of movement. Lovely, amazing. How simple is that? Jay said, the proverbial civil war brought to us by the they factions. Yeah, I like that, the they factions. Really enjoyed hearing my story. Thank you for that. True essence beings have an actual story to share for a reason. Yeah, so true. And don't feel like your story needs to be dramatic, like, oh, I almost died, and then I almost died again. And, you know, it doesn't need to be like that. Because our stories, I, what I notice is that some, if somebody genuinely and authentically shares their story, no matter how humble the experience of overcoming it, it was, it is deeply informing. I sit on the edge of my seat for that stuff. It's not the contents of the story that's really the important part. The important part, hey, Nicole, nice to see you. Uh, rejection is so good. Ooh, Danya, look at you. Rejection is amazing. It's magic. I love that. Wow. Yep, because if you're willing to, to go through the fire and the pain of rejection, it's just like the biggest gift ever. It really is. You see how strong you are. Sue said, my whole extended family has pretty much stopped talking to me. Yeah, I'm in exactly the same boat. It's a weird one. That is a really weird one. I'm not, yeah, yeah. You can you can try, Sue, by the way. I've, I've tried at times. When I get my energy into high place, don't try it when you're low. But when I'm in a high place and I and I just reach out that, uh, you know, I, I was on a thread and, and uh, one of my family members shows up in the thread and she's subtly trying to give me a message through arguing with one of my friends and you know and then so i i thought ah oh, screw it i could i could sit here and you know just be mad or argue with her or argue through my poor friend who was caught in the middle between us or i could just you know i, I just decide to text her like hey how's it going do you know my friend she's like haha no i don't <laughs> and then i just chatted it up with her and i said do you want to get on a call she goes oh no i'm good and i'm like oh well that's not the point that you're good. I know you're good. But in the meantime, can we have a conversation? Could we talk? Could we just hear each other's voice? Because, in, you know, sometimes without that tone of voice or just the, the exchange, and we didn't talk about COVID and we didn't talk about masks and we didn't talk about anything uh, that was we were arguing about on the thread of the post. We just talked and we had a meeting and there was love. And we connected and I felt so beautiful, even though this person is obviously not agreeing with me. So, you know, those high moments, you can use them to make the connection anyway, especially when you think that they're all against you. You can, you know, it, it, it's, uh, it's not real. None of it's real, even though I understand and I don't put your experience down. But that rejection that can be there in one moment will not be there in the next moment, especially if there's love. So you can blow a lot of holes in the 
in, in what seems to be the reality of the whole extended family, which is kind of where I'm at now too. Um, I'm glad you're uplifted, Annie. I'm so glad. Thank you so much for, for uh, joining with us today. This has been lovely. Um, unconditional love, Nicole, you got it. Jay said, I went through stages of grief. Yeah, it's really, it's really what it is. I felt like awful emotionally after finding out that everything is a lie. Yep. And now I could not be in a better space. Exactly. I totally, totally agree with that. Right. That's, that's the payoff of going through the pain of going through hell. There's a big payoff there and a good one, not a bad one. Right. That you, you, you get to your freedom. You and not only, you know, you're transformed. You're not the person that you were. When you go through hell, you go all the way. You are a new person. All you know that the fire of hell has burned the part of you that's not you, and that's the ash in the fire that's left behind. And you come out a new version of yourself, purified, really. You know more more pure and more essence. And then most of all, stronger. Oh, boom. Effie Mayor, you got it. Exactly. Exactly. Yep. Lots of sparkles. Hello, Kiva. Nice to see you. Great. I get to see you all the time. So good. So refined by the fire. Yep. That's what it is. So if you're brave enough to set yourself on fire and really it's just let yourself be on fire with all what already is happening. Let yourself feel the pain of, of the family rejecting you. Let yourself feel the pain of not being able to get through or not being effective. You know, when I go out and I'm actually pretty glad that my I'm not so known in my own community because uh, when I go out there, sometimes it's really like regretful what I did. <laughs> not all the time, but sometimes. And Melanie says, you have to grieve the old and celebrate the new you. You got it. It's that's a necessary phase of it. When you see the truth, if you're just starting to awaken to the fact that psychopaths rule this earth at the moment, then yeah, you, there might be some crying on the floor time, but guess what? You don't have to do it alone. There are communities out there. I'm here for you. These people are here for you. If you're hearing this and, and you want to get brave enough to pop the lid off of your reality and start considering that most everything you're going to find in the mainstream is some kind of inversion, perversion, outright lie, illusion. So, yep, I've had that too. Beth, I'm worried about you. I've had two friends. Beth, I'm worried about you. Yeah, it's okay. Well, good. Good, you're worried. Good, your worry, your worry isn't really serving me, but that's how it goes. Kiva says, learning my true colors and those of others I thought I knew. Yeah, I know, I know. Everybody's under so much intense pressure. And it makes everybody not on their best behavior, but it does separate the wheat from the chaff. You know, I remember feeling this when I was, uh, I had my newborn and I was on my own at the time. The My son's dad was kind of wavering, maybe not going to be in the picture and I thought, you know, what is this? Why am I with this infant? I haven't slept in, uh, you know, at that point, maybe I hadn't slept in six weeks or something. It turned into 10 years that I didn't sleep after that. But uh, I thought, you know, why would I be responsible for an infant? I'm, I'm, uh, you know, basically malnourished. This, this kid is sucking the life out of me. God bless him. I, you know, I'm, I'm practically in a, in a trance. I, I can't see. I'm all like woo woo. 
Like, and I'm like, why did God made me make me responsible for this life, this infant? And I just saw that it was actually ideal in a very inverted way, right? That's not, it's not really the paradise I, I think of in life, but it made me so strong to go through that and find inside myself the resources and see my, see my real self, put, put me, put myself under such severe pressure that I could have gone the other way. I could have gone into insanity and madness and needing to give my child away or, or at least over to, you know, daycares or something nasty like that. No offense if you use daycares for your kids. But instead, I used it as a chance to just get more into my truth, more into my power. Also, very much seek out community because that's what you got to do. That's where we're at. If you feel like the pressure's on you, you know, find your tribe, find your people. Here we are. It's so beautiful. Um, and use that worry energy on something else, please. Exactly. You're doing no favor to worry about someone at all. Don't worry about your family that's not waking up. I catch myself in that every so often, like, ugh, need to go and help them, you know, and don't, don't worry about them. We, we are all on a path of freedom. It's just sooner or later. When are we going to get there? But there's no getting out of it. Jen said, my brother believes this, but believes everyone will be killed. Where's the hope? Yeah. Yeah. So that's where you need to start jumping off into the esoteric and connecting with some version of eternal life, whatever that is. You know, whether you believe in God or goddesses or um, heaven or earth or hell, whatever, whatever it is, you know, to have some cosmology of infinity, that it goes on and on to see that, to know that, you know, that's by facing my death, I see life is eternal. I see that death is the big lie that we're all stuck with. Oh, the root worry, the root of worry means to strangle. No kidding. Wow. That's good. I'm going to use that. I'm totally going to use that. So that's a, a classic um, shadow of the nurturer archetype. Can you hear my cat purring? <laughs> the nurturer archetype wants to worry about people. They take care of people. They want to help people. We just had a, a great archetype study group in uh, on my, uh, that's connected with my book on Friday. Yeah, that is a good one. Exactly. I'm totally going to use that because we think we're doing such a big favor. We're serving people by worrying about them. It's the opposite. We're holding them back. We're holding the wrong thing in mind for them. We could hold in mind that they're strong and they're powerful and they are uh, resourceful and they can, they can do it. They can get to the other side. That's how people get to the other side when someone believes, because if they can't believe it themselves in that moment, but if you believe it for them, that's hopeful. That gives hope. That's where the hope is. But if you're worrying about people, you're actually hurting them. You're making it more likely that they go through bad stuff by worrying about them going through bad stuff. Right? It's really backwards, but that's the truth of it. Effie said, I think we have a soul and it's in this reality to learn. Exactly. And that's why we don't, you know, that's why Eve ate the apple. Because we're not here just to be a cat. Can you see my cat? <laughs> He's so happy. I don't know if I can show you my cat. I can't really do anything about that. 
He's so happy. Yeah, etymology is very powerful. It's so good to look into the words that are being used on us and against us and see what they what they really truly are. What's the meaning of those words? You didn't hear the cat purring. Okay, let me see if I can get closer and turn the mic up. <laughs> I can hear it, but I've got uh, a good... I got good sound here, so you might have to get into a very quiet space to hear the purring. Good to know. <laughs> oh, so yeah, lots. But we can pool our energy, we can get together. We can keep going. That's what we can do. You know, just when you think you can't keep going, you can. It's happened to me a lot. And I think, oh, I've, I've hit the bottom, that's it. I've got no more energy, nothing more to give. When my mom was dying, I hit a moment like that. It had been some weeks, round the clock, night after night after night, staying in the hospital with her. She was between worlds. She wasn't alive. She wasn't dying. And uh, and then I, I hit my wall. I thought, okay, that's it. I'm done. I can't give any more. I can't support anymore. I can't offer any more comfort. I can't go through another night like this. I can't keep going. And so I died a little death inside that thought that I can't keep going. And I opened my eyes and I saw the nurse had come in the room and straightened my mom. My mom had done this. And then it's like, yeah, I can. Actually, I can keep going. Here I am. I'm here again. There I am, right? Like, it's just a big lie. Just you, all you need to do is see through all the, the lies of it. And, uh, you know, have, have one good friend, have the buddy system, somebody that you can call. I'm on your team, right? If you want to reach out. Yeah, that's, that's great, Mary. I love, I love that you get it. That's, that's awesome. We help each other break through. Yeah, and if you do favors for others expecting anything in return automatic loss of calories that would otherwise be well used. Yep. Yep. Exactly. No, that's the worst. That's also very much the nurturer. By the way, if you're interested that the, the recording for that archetype study group is now available. If you want to order my book could be as inexpensive as $5. Okay. So I have a PDF. If you want to uh, see it on your iPad or your phone or your computer, you can do that. And I'm going to go and grab a link. If you're interested, I'd love to share this work. I'm getting such good feedback about this book. And this is how we help each other to go through the hard things. So here's a couple of links for you. Lots of ways to tune in if you would like to have a conversation with me. Let me know. I don't know if this is going to work, but we'll see. I'm going to hit return. There's two links in there. Yep, they both show. Perfect. The first one is to get the hard copy. The second one is to, you probably can't click on this banner, but uh, the second one is the, the $5 link. And uh, yep, we talk a lot about the nurturer archetype, and that gets you into my archetype study groups for no charge whatsoever. It's uh, a nice private group where there's usually a dozen or more, not very many people. And we just discuss, uh, sorry to hear FE, 
Your mom died of cancer. I was so sorry to hear that. Uh, and your mom's strength through it all. Isn't it amazing? Isn't it incredible to, to walk with people through death? First of all, you have to be in a very high place of courage, very high place to be with them during that, that, you know, between the veils. And then it is an honor and a privilege to, to walk with them in that place. You come out of it just so much stronger than you were before. If you're able to stay live time with them, we all just said, yay, I need the PDF. Awesome. And I'd like to see the replays of Friday's archetype broadcast. Yes, exactly. Perfect. That's great. Yeah. If you uh, click that second link, are you able to click on it or copy and paste it? If you, somebody can let me know if you can or can't do that. I will for sure put it in the notes below when I stop this video. But in the meantime, let me know if you can pick up links from the chat. And uh, yeah, very sorry to hear Effie. I hope I have a quarter of her strength and you'll be happy. Amazing. Yeah, when my mom was passing away, she said it felt like, you know, aside from all the suffering, for sure, you can't get away from that part. But she said she was not afraid to die. It was an adventure. She was looking forward to some adventure, something she didn't know and hadn't seen. So I feel like, you know, kind of feeling my mom talking about this, actually. That's well, uh, some mother energy is calling us. Don't call on anything. It's calling you, by the way. Uh, Steve said, yes. Awesome. Thank you. Appreciate that. Excellent. Good to know. Link works. Yay. That's so good. And yes, the paperback is there. That's the first link. So it uh, you, you actually get both when you order the paperback, you get both the the PDF and the paperback, the paperback, uh, the shipping time is actually pretty good right now. seems like everything's getting, you know, you can have a book in three to five days. Like somebody had a book overnight with their prime. Um, I do appreciate if you order through me rather than Amazon, I still get Amazon to, to print it, but it works out way better if it comes through me through my website. So yeah, it's a journey. Life is a journey and it's not about the destination. I think that's that's one of the big lies and inversions that we keep, you know, I love this breakthrough that I had at one point. I can't remember how I exactly had it. Oh, 420. <laughs> and, uh, you know, it, it's the, it's a cliche that it's about the journey. And, and here we're all being fooled into thinking it's about the destination. So, you know, for example, if you vaccinate a whole bunch of people and a few of them die, well, it's worth it because it's about the destination. So most of the people got got uh, safe or saved, but we lost a few along the way. Then it's just that's the price of what, what you know. But if it's about the journey, then then you won't take that vaccine because it's about every moment. It's not about some destination. The big lie. It's a big. It's a big joke on us. Those vaccines are not going to save anyone. Everybody dies. Spoiler alert, no one gets out alive. Nothing will save your life. Nothing. So what is there to save? Right? Anybody want to put it in the chat? What is there to save? Something really important. Your chat keeps freezing. That keeps happening to me on, on other streams of other, other people, especially on my phone. It doesn't happen on a computer, but on my phones, the chats are very annoying. Jay said, my mom is not my mom anymore. It's sad. So I've been cast into a role I did not try out for. Yeah, aren't we all? That's that's called purpose. That's sacred purpose, by the way, Jay. The the role you, you were not cast for. So far, not overjoyed with it. An only child, she wasn't 
a loving sort. Ah, yeah, sorry to hear that. And uh, you got it, Effie. It's your soul. That's the thing. So we're not here to save our life. We are here to save our soul. Journeys are best experienced in the present. I love that. <laughs> that is, in fact, the gift of, of agreeing to journey, to be on your hero's journey. The journey is the thing to save, Q, they said, too. Yep. Nice. Beautiful. And the journey and the soul is the same thing. It's alive. It's present only in this moment, right? The only thing you can ever do is in this moment. And then uh, I like this uh, ish mav ishness. Did I say right? Ismav ishness, trying to prevent death at all cost is no way to live. That's not living at all, preventing death. You don't even you don't even get to live when you're trying to prevent death. There is no life in preventing death. That's what nearly killed me, trying to prevent my death. So you got to flip it. And, and you got to see what a lie it is. And that's why I want to just go in the studio and record music right now, because that's very life affirming, right? Need to connect. It's like when you're sick, people keep saying, get better. It's not about just getting better. It's about the experience, right? Or if you're crying and they, oh, don't stop crying. It's like, no, let that person cry. Let them cry. That's, that's what's here right now, real in this moment. And that's, that's the, that is the gift that we need, is, is aliveness in this moment to whatever, to high energy, to low energy, to, to fear, to freedom. You got it. Yeah, the journey is the thing. The soul is the thing. And uh, my pleasure. Yeah, absolutely my pleasure. You got it. Jay said, this is a, a learning experience, a school. Everything is a lesson is waiting, a lesson in waiting, probably. Healing comes through lessons learned. Sure does. Yep, exactly. And we learn lessons by suffering. That's just how it goes. But we can also learn le lessons from other people's suffering, <laughs> right? That's why I tell my story. That's why I write about this in my book. You know, it's going to make you cry. It made me cry. And then snake, yeah, a lot of tears. Holy, lot of tears. It's so good. Right, you get to move so much energy that way. If tears are coming, that is a really big gift. Now you can unfortunately use tears to stay stuck too. It's not a given that you're gonna gain freedom and, and uh, energy through it, but it certainly is a path. Woo, woo, well, just woo, the, uh, woo, she said, this is awesome, y'all. My anchor's birthday is today. Oh, nice. Oh, she passed away and I almost let it kill me. Oh man, sorry to hear that. She would never want that. She's the wings beneath my wings. Wow, wow. Happy birthday to your love. Mm. That's really deep. Death is so profound. Incredibly deep. There's a new interview by Stephen Jenkinson on my, on my um, channel, by the way. He is the creator of Orphan Wisdom, and his specialty is death. So he's a good one to, to tune in with if you're not familiar with him. It's a, it's just here on my channel. Tears of Authenticity. Mm, love it. Yep. It gets so real, brings tears to your eyes. Absolutely. There's a lot of reasons to cry. You can cry out of practically every human experience. And uh, that's a sign of being alive, right? And just happiness itself, joy can make you cry. 
it's all just energy wanting to move, right? That's, that's the journey that if energy is moving, if you're moving on your journey, then you've fulfilled on your purpose. You fulfilled on the purpose of that moment rather than trying to, you know, keep things either the same, you know, like you, you get into a good situation and you, and you want to hold on, you want to stay good in that way, or, you know, it's so bad, you're unconsciously, you're trying to get rid of it and, and you're trying to hold on to it at the same time. But if you, if we can just let the energy flow through us and if the tears help, like amazing. Thank you, Jay. I totally appreciate that. Everybody here is a really uh, beautiful soul. I honor and love all of you guys. I think I am going to uh, sign off. I've got a few things coming up with my son. Maybe some good dinner. And I invite you to come back tomorrow, 6.30 p.m. You can go on my channel and hit the, the bell for notifications so you'll be here and I'd love if you join the conversation with Snake Jones 09. <laughs> it's going to be so super fun. Long time in the coming. We had this idea, idea. I don't know, was it a year ago? Or I can't, I don't have a, a good sense of time, but uh, but I'm, I'm really glad it's happening. And uh, yep, definitely check in with one of those links. I'm going to, I'm going to post the link one more time because it's gone in the chat now. If you'd like to get that recording of the Nurturer Archetype Study Group, then I will lay this on you, lay it on you. And then there's one more in two weeks. Friday, if I look at the date, is coming up. So every two weeks, I'm doing these. And they are absolutely my treats. So what is the... The next one is on June 19th, Friday. It's at noon central time, and I always provide the recordings. So if you can't make it live for some reason, then that's there for you. If you have previously in the past bought my book, then you are invited to all of these ones. You know, I was going to start charging for these groups, and I thought, nah, like let's just make it a, an active building community, getting together and pooling our beautiful energy together. So keep it, you said, you, you can cry for seemingly no reason, but the act of crying will reveal it. Nice very poetic as well. Yeah, and Effie, I missed the comment. Beth, I was being strong for my family when my mom passed, but when it came to the last day, I folded. Ah, wow, wow, intense. See, I was in exact, exactly that same place, exactly. In fact, when my mom died, I had um, pulled away just enough to go home and like take a shower and make a meal. I was actually going to run out the door without eating and just grab something at the hospital. But instead I decided to make a meal. She died right then. So that was kind of intense, but, um, you know, that was, that's my thing to work through energy in motion. You got it. Eric <laughs> just came in and missed the whole show. Yeah, we've been here for just about a couple of hours already. So I would have loved to have you here for this discussion, but I hope you have the time to to listen through. It's been really beautiful and powerful. Some amazing stuff. I wish all of you for you know for the hell that you're going through. You have to go through it. You have to. That's your freedom is on the other side. All you have to do is keep going, and I promise you're going to meet yourself in the form of freedom. I love you guys so much. Signing off for now. See you tomorrow, six thirty p.m. Central Time. King Heroes Journey Podcast with Snake Jones 09, Aaron Beatty. <laughs> Bye, you guys. <laughs>